This is a crowd podcast. Welcome to Go Love Yourself, brought to you by Simply Be, fashion fit for everybody. He was running away, I was like, excuse me! I think it's my Dr. Pepper <laughs> delivery, sorry, I'm so sorry. <laughs> So, Lauren, happy International Women's Day. Happy International Women's Day to you, Laura Adlington. <laughs> Are you having a fabulous International Women's Day? Well, yeah, I mean, I don't really feel like we celebrate it enough, do you? Like, I don't, I feel like I should really, like, put the flags out and wear, <laughs> I've got um, a colour of tights called um, Suffragette uh, yes. t- coloured tights. They're, like, bright purple. And I feel like I should be wearing those around the house and doing more. We don't really celebrate it enough, do we? I mean, I, I don't know about you, babe, I go ham. So, I've got my woman up t-shirt on today yes. i'm gonna be posting on instagram all day talking about my fabulous females all around the world and listening to our lizzo soundtracks and all of it <laughs> just all day because i just love today and it's all about the fabulous females um but anyway we will get on to a bit more of uh, international women's day but before that i actually really want to talk about love is blind <laughs> i am so all over it i've just finished oh, it and we have got things to talk about as well but everyone's talking about it i I love Love is Blind. I, I, I It pains me to I say this. Because <laughs> I don't normally go in for that kind of stuff. But I love it me too. Neither. I'm obsessed with it. No, you're not yeah. really a big no, I don't watch love reality is, I love, fan, are you? No, not at all. But literally, Love is Blind. I don't know what it was. First season, like I was literally captivated. It's brilliant. It's so good. It's so good. It's so fascinating. And we won't obviously um, be telling you any spoilers. Oh, uh, no. just, so don't worry about that. Um, but... Very, very early on. I, yeah, if you notice like a couple of things that were a little bit like red flag for me. Red Basically, flag. they get 14 girls and 14 guys uh, talk to each other through these kind of like, is it doors? Yeah, so they don't get the to see what they look through, through these the rooms. Pods. Through the pods. pods. Pods, right? And um, they try and get to know each other. They sort of like speed date, but without seeing them. And then at the end of it, if they like them, they don't ask them to go out on a date. They propose. They propose. <laughs> casual yeah as you do and have to marry there's a there's a wedding at the end there's a wedding at the end it is absolute bonkers yeah um but it's really good fun and it's nice to kind of switch off especially with everything that's going on at the moment in the news um so um but yeah there are kind of a couple of things that are like did you find that they're a little bit like to watch well one there's two particular one things that i want to talk about uh but i think we should probably start with shake who the guy yes, I knew who, this was coming. yeah who so the whole point of the show is that love is blind you do not see them and i think there must be some rules there as well that you can't describe what you look like mm-hmm. um and so his question straight away to all these girls was you know he's thinking he worded it really well but like oh, i love to go to festivals and i love lifting people up on, on my shoulders you know would i have trouble lifting you up yes <laughs> actually yes you would so bye-bye <laughs> <laughs> oh, it just, when I was hearing those words, I was like, oh, and uh, the person that he was chatting to was like, um, I find that a little bit disrespectful. Like she actually did then open up, didn't she? And said that she had um, had struggled with, with her weight in the past and had lost quite a lot of weight. Uh, so she was like, yes, you could, but I don't really like where that conversation is going. And I'm, I think she handled that really well, do you? She handled it really well because she called him out. And I think he is representative of a lot of guys out there. Um, being quite cruel like we all fancy what we fancy I get that that's fine mm-hmm. just don't say in the first place mate 
Yeah, he he does come across, unfortunately, though, as someone who is quite shallow and quite looks obsessed and focused. And I think my hope was that he would change that. But again, no spoilers. Um, but wait and see. Unfortunately, I think a reflection of a lot of um, I wouldn't say just men. I think women too. Like you said, it's hard because it's like you fan- you can't help what you fancy, mm. but. It's not all about that, is it? And, I think it's just uh, he... the show was not about that. And yeah. I don't think he yeah. ever... Re- yeah, we can't probably say too much more now. But yeah, okay. Yeah. What about <laughs> the it. representation in general? Like, Because oh. I think they got a little bit of heat, didn't they, for the first um, the first series, which because it wasn't very inclusive. Do you feel no. like it was better this year? No, of course it bloody wasn't. But <laughs> like, so, well, well, I think they tried to be. And if I can remember back to that first episode, I think there were maybe two what I would call mid-size, but, you know, maybe just slightly, you know, not a very small size women in there. But I felt it was very just like token. And they didn't get barely any airtime or anything like that. And it felt all just a bit like tick boxy. Mm-hmm. Um, because all the other women in it are stunningly beautiful, really slim. And it then just, in my head, even though I watched it, it was just like, oh, so... The only way you can find love, even if you're not looking at them and are in a pod, is if you're slim. Oh, and I say it was that was the kind of the takeaway for me. I sort of felt a little bit like they were suggesting that to be loved and find a relationship, like that you had to look this certain way, like that it would perhaps have been like a deal breaker. And I think because two of the women had both struggled with weight and said that they would had lost a lot of weight. I found myself almost shouting at the TV, being like, you're enough just as you yeah, are. Like, no, I did as you're, well. You're beautiful, like, if 70 pounds heavier or lighter. Like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I know. So it was one of those um, contestants, so Danielle, and I think there's been a lot of talk about her online. Um, and she, I think she'd lost 80 pounds or something, but she had really deep like ingrained body image issues that were Mm. affecting her personality as we saw on the TV, whether that's real or not, but that's as we saw it in the show and was affecting her relationship and stuff like that. And I was just, and this girl is so slim, stunningly beautiful. Can I steal your eyeballs, please, girl? (laughs) Um, And was just struggling so much with body image. And I just think it was so interesting that again, we're back to the conversation of you can, you struggle with body image and body hangups, whether you're a size 18 or you're a size eight, we've all got the same issue. So why can't we all just be kinder to each other but kinder to ourselves. I think she was being really hard on herself. Yeah, um, So there's a lot being written about it. Again, I don't know her, all her issues or the ins and outs of it, but I just thought it was really interesting. So back to International Women's Day. Do you think that we need it, Lauren? Uh, I think everyone will know my answer to this and it's absolutely <laughs> bloody yes. Um, and I do appreciate that some people can be like, oh, you know, International Women's Day, but... Um, and you know and the other side of the coin is oh we should celebrate women every damn day yes we should but same as things like Valentine's Day and all these things it's nice to have the occasion on which to celebrate women definitely yeah like you say it's just acknowledgement as well of like what we've had to overcome as women in the world it's just like saying thank you to like the people that fought for for the votes Mm. and for these equal rights and stuff what do you what do you feel when like I always do get like a little bit of backlash when I ever talk about it like what about International Men's Day oh you've got International Men's Day it's on the 19th of November enjoy it (laughs) organise your own day men and they do and that's also a very important one Um, Mm, and I do enjoy that as well we talk about men's mental health and things like that but you have your own day it's our day (laughs) (laughs) so let us have our day (laughs) 
Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And we're so excited that we can use this day as an excuse to remind us to celebrate all of the women and non-binary people that make us feel amazing. Yes, we've actually picked out people to celebrate. Lauren, who have you chosen to celebrate? So the woman that I'd like to talk about is a woman from history. Shock, obviously it's me. (laughs) Um, And I went to Krakow in March 2020, the last time I went abroad, and was told this story and it's stuck with me ever since. And it's about a woman called Irina Sendler. So her story is actually really similar to Oscar Schindler, so from Schindler's List, that story. She managed to get herself into the Warsaw Ghetto between 1942 and 1943. So we're talking World War II, we're talking during the Holocaust. And she knocked on the doors of parents and grandparents and asked them to give up their children and grandchildren so she could smuggle them out. And it's not known how many children she saved, but it's thought to be about 2,500 children. Her story is not known because she didn't really talk about it. She didn't want to talk about it. Um, And I would definitely encourage anyone to look at her story. It's really interesting. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. I can hear like your passion. Oh, it's powerful. It is really powerful stuff. (laughs) Mm. It's amazing. And I didn't know anything about her either. So I really thank you for sharing that. Uh, Mine is slightly different actually. Uh, I've chosen my stepmum, Maria. Uh, she will absolutely kill me uh, because she's a very <laughs> private person. Um, but uh, yeah, so my parents divorced when I was like like 16, 17. It's like really tricky time for me, like or for anyone, like, I mean, like at that age. And um, yeah, so I, I just love her so much. I have so much love and time for her. Yeah, as I say, she came into my life. It was a very difficult time for me. I didn't really have a lot of like friends at school. I've spoken before, I think, uh, like to you and on the podcast about feeling very isolated and like lonely at school. And she just kind of came into my life with like this whirlwind. She's completely different to anyone that I'd ever met before. She's very sort of like very sociable, very friendly. She's a nurse. Uh, my dad is like the opposite, is a self-employed bricklayer. And I was like, who, who is this woman? Um, <laughs> but she she taught me how to love and how to, to be myself and that I was good enough as I was. And I think that I probably wouldn't be sat here today doing this podcast if it wasn't for her. Um, because... Um, she won't mind me saying this, like she isn't like what you would define as, like she doesn't look like Claudia Schiffer, right? She, she doesn't give a shit about what she looks like. It's so refreshing. And I've I've said this for years and I will always say it, but she's the most beautiful woman I know. She might not look like a catwalk model, but like, fuck me, she swears like a sailor and she's got an absolute heart of gold. <laughs> oh, that's where you get it from. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry. Uh, <laughs> Uh, she's just she's so kind and she cares so much like she does she's a community nurse and you know like oh she's a queen she'll just come home like she worked all through covid like as did my stepsisters as well who worked in that profession a big shout out to them and um yeah i've just never never known anyone with such a good heart really and she she probably is you know we talk about this podcast a lot about our motto being how you look is the least interesting Mm. about you that truly that belief comes from her and i honestly don't think i would be sat here saying that if it if it wasn't for her because like you start talking about like she's never ever ever talked about her weight about her diet or how she looks like how refreshing my god and the only time she referenced it she's got really like crazy hair like bojo like boris johnson hair (laughs) so she'll take the piss out of herself for that but other than that she's just like i'll give a shit 
can't polish a turd, can you? And she moves <laughs> on. Literally, that's her motto. And I just love her, like how, like her energy and how, like the refreshing that is. Like I really needed that at that time in my life. So, yeah, I love her so so much, and uh, I lo- really love our relationship. Uh, so I'm very grateful to her this international. Oh, we love her. We love you, Maria. We love you very much. And we'll get her on the podcast. She'll come along. And teach us she all would to give hate that. <laughs> She'd be like, she calls me lost in showbiz, right? So I say to her, oh, I'm going on the telly, do this, and she's like, oh, here we go, lost in showbiz. <laughs> there is no no hope of having an ego around Maria. I love that they're keeping you grounded, babe. That is great. She keeps me humble. Yeah. <laughs> I also want to shout out my mum. So hi, Alison, um, because she's the best. And she is just, I, I don't have the words and I will get emotional, but she's just awesome. And she's been there for me and my sister through literally everything. And uh, she is just the best mum in the world to the point where a counsellor once said to me, can I clone your parents? And I was like, yes, babes, <laughs> she the best. Um, and she's been she's been there for us for everything and we are there for her as well and she goes through wibbles and me her and my sister and I want to shout out my sister then as well just the three of us mm. the Smith girls you've got a lovely relationship just, haven't you lovely oh, bond we have the best time we're going to go on holiday together this year and I'm so grateful for both of them um, and I think my mum has done really well to raise two strong independent mm. smart women hey, hey. Um, and, <laughs> and she's one as well so shout out to mum to my family <laughs> Oh, I love that, Lauren. I love your relationship with your mum. Shout out to my mum as well, because she's incredible. There was lots of love for the mums. We actually asked you uh, for suggestions about who makes you feel incredible uh, this International Women's Day. Uh, A lot of you said your mums. One of our listeners said they were struggling with mental health problems, including anorexia, uh, and that their mum was always there for them and that she was their rock, uh, which is amazing. We're so so happy that you have her in your life. Uh, You'll love this one, Lauren. Someone has said... Me, I make myself feel amazing by living my life fully, regardless of my size. Oh my God, who are you? Please slide into my DMs, let's be best friends. She sounds great, I love that. Yes, be your own hero, yes. Yes. Be the main character. Uh, And then the other suggestion we had was the one, the only, yes, the queen, not the actual queen, well, she should be, Dolly bloody parting i love dolly jolene 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 she's a legend she's a legend also is it an episode of go love yourself if we don't actually sing something <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be us if we didn't would it i love dolly and she also does so much charity work but she doesn't talk about it yes um and she does a lot a lot of work with people and she's amazing she's queen uh dolly for queen <laughs> agree can we please get that trending thank you everyone yes over queen hashtag dolly for queen <laughs> and there are also two more that i want to shout out from our lovely listeners as they are women from history do you like history lauren uh, well, have i mentioned it <laughs> um very smart uh the first one of the women from history was bessie smith who is a plus-size black woman and rocked the world of blues singers in the 1930s. What a moment. Love that. And I'm going to go and find out more about her because she sounds amazing. And also, love this one, Anne Bonny, didn't know this one, who was a female pirate who won a sword fight hours after giving birth. Sorry, what? Sorry? (laughs) Right, I can't even move when I'm on my period. Like, what was the women of history doing? We're all just like, oh, just see you later, babe. Yeah, she puts us to shame. (laughs) Yeah, no. What did you do the weekend? Watch Love is Blind. (laughs) I watched Love is Blind. What did you do? Gave birth, won a pirate (laughs) competition. (laughs) Literally, put 
that's a shame. What do you do for a living? Oh, I get a lot of emails and I cry. What do you do? Well, I sword fight after I give birth. I love that. Please add that to your LinkedIn. I get a lot of emails and I cry. It's my job description. So shout out to the female pirates uh, of yesteryear winning um. sword fights. And Dorothy Parton! <laughs> so Lauren, what do I always rant about? Uh, well, narrow it down for me, babe. <laughs> bras oh bras the the (laughs) importance of having a really good fitting bra range of bras buying bras is a nightmare at the best of times let alone when you're plus size and or uh you could have a bigger back size smaller cup Mm -hmm. you know all sorts going on so it's just really difficult to find good bras sometimes yeah it is really tricky especially when you've got massive boobs like yours um <laughs> I do love them titties. They I are do love great. Them. They're great cushions, and I literally find myself in the pub after choir. Did I tell you I've gone to choir? Uh, I find myself <laughs> when we're singing. I've got my my uh, music sheets in one hand, and I've got literally my diet coke resting on my boobs on the other hand. So they're a great <laughs> shelf, but they're a good shelf when I've got a good bra on them. So we bring them up front, so they're not yeah. like dangling. Um, so that's when yeah, that's a good bra, and a good bra will help you with your posture. It can make them look, you know, the size that they're meant to be, all sorts. Get yourselves a good bra, everyone. Yeah. Like you said, though, it is sometimes it's really hard to find good bras and also ones that aren't then like frumpy and like you're kind of like your nan's oh, kind of bras. This is but... it, babe. Literally. So, because again, I, I think I've said it before, but with bigger boobs, sometimes you can buy bras and they just look like you're nursing. <laughs> yeah. Because they're they're just so big, so they're not cute. So, and having like sexy or cute ones and well-fitting ones, so hard, so important. So important. And you know who's come to rescue us again with Ooh, the big booby bra front? Tell me more. The fashion gurus at Simply Be. Of course. <laughs> They've got pretty much everything you could want. Plunge bras, multi-way bras, matching sets, and your classic t-shirt bras. Some even come in more than 60 different sizes, which is amazing. Uh, and they've got loads of brands as well, like Ann Summers, Boo Avenue, Wonder Bra, and even their fabulous own lingerie brand. Ooh, I love that. So if you are lovely listeners, fancy treating yourself to a new bra, um, Simply Be is ready and waiting to help. And you can use our discount code for 20% off. And that is POD20, P-O-D, and the numbers two and zero. Happy shopping. Every International Women's Day actually has a theme. And this year's theme feels really relevant to us, actually. And it's, um, it's hashtag break the bias. So it's all about breaking your biases. Yeah, we know a lot of you face biases and stereotypes as plus size women and we're even like trying to unlearn biases ourselves because I think we live in, you know, let's face it, a fat phobic society where we kind of glorify skinny people and we castigate fat people. Um, and I think that that is just so ingrained in our in our culture. And when we talk about diet culture as well, it's that kind of that 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 message is that skinny is good and it's not health. It's not about health. It's about you know, purely about appearances. And I actually did when, uh, you know, a couple of years ago when I was in my corporate job, we had to do some like anti-bias training and it was about race, ethnicity, uh, weight, stigma, that kind of thing. And you had to just answer all these different questions. um, And at the end of it, it came out that I personally uh, was biased against bigger people. No. And I was really? I obviously like nothing else just that and I was absolutely mortified and I really it really took me back. Yeah, I think it made me think like oh my god like 
like, am I actually like just, you know, discriminating against people that look like me? And it really made me think. And I remember growing up not really having like loads of friends. And I remember then having a friend who was also big. Um, like I said before, I was, you know, big from childhood. And I think I, I'm so embarrassed to admit this, but hey, we live and we learn. I think I actively didn't want to have fat friends because I didn't want to be considered like, oh yeah, the, the two fat birds or the three fat women. And I was quite comfortable being the only fat person in my like kind of friend friendship group uh, or like my circle because I was embarrassed that it would look like um, this kind of like big fat party. Um, and another thing, again, I'm really not I'm not um, not proud to say this, but when I was gearing up to have bariatric surgery because I was told I needed to IVF, I was going to have bariatric surgery. I had to walk into. Um, there was a, a, an, oh, like an open evening, an awareness evening where people who had had the surgery were talking to people like me who were kind of potentially going to have it. And it was like a work, why on earth they did this? They put it in like a working men's club or next to a working men's club. So all of these kind of bigger people in bigger bodies are walking in and next to it outside all these Larry blokes. And I was literally like thinking, how do I hide my face? How do I get in there without them kind of, I think it was more a fear of them talking about anything rather than a fear of being associated with other bigger people. But what I mean and what I kind of get into this is that we are all kind of like, it's it's not okay, but it's I think it's important that we acknowledge this kind of like fat phobic society and our ingrained and inherent fear of fat, basically, um, that we all have. Even me, someone who is in a bigger body and doesn't really give a shit. Um, and I think it's something that we just need to kind of unlearn. Yeah, we've got to break the bias, babes. It's still in all of us because whenever you see someone that you used to know or, you know, that's been in the the public eye that has gained weight or looks different, my instant thought is, Christ, haven't they put on a lot of weight? That's my first... Bear in mind, I am someone who has put on weight. My first thought is that and that's like the internalized fat phobia of the the diet clubs and the diet and the magazines and all that kind of stuff. But... I'm breaking that bias because now my second thought, which arrives immediately afterwards, is why the fuck do I care? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> why do I care that they've put on weight? It's nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. So this bias of how how society and how we feel perhaps towards people who are bigger, we have to break that bias. And it's hard because it's literally ingrained in us. And we talked about it last week um, following the Emma Thompson video of we're taught to, especially as women, we're taught to hate our bodies from literally the minute that we know that we've got a body, basically. And so it's unlearning all these years of diet culture and fat phobia and and reframing it in a way. So the reframing it is, well, why the hell do I care? I hope they're happy. That's it. That's it. (laughs) And that's how I'm, I'm breaking that bias personally. Yeah, it goes back to like, not your body, not your business, doesn't it? Yes, 100%. That's literally it. So... Yeah. <laughs> I think it's important that we acknowledge that we're not perfect individuals, even as like plus size women. And I think Mm-mm. hopefully like, you know, people aren't going to judge us for what, we, what we've said. It's like what we're saying is that like we do it too. We all do it. Um, and I think it is that that fear of, of fat. So let's kind of dis, dis, dispel that if we can. And just like, like you say, move on. It's not our business. And like, why does it matter to you if someone's put on weight or they've lost weight? Like it doesn't, doesn't warrant them a good or a bad person or like no. less or more worthy. And it also isn't a barometer of attractiveness or worth or whatever, like status, even though we're kind of taught that it is. Yeah, no, 100%.
So we actually had some of our lovely listeners send us um, their biases that they're facing as well. And they were really interesting. And I've got to say, I, I, I'm with them on a lot of them. Why, the first one that I picked out was um, their bias towards themselves is that because they're bigger, they believe that they are inherently unattractive and they don't, don't deserve to love themselves. And let me tell you, I have felt that like in the depths of the awfulness have felt that I am unworthy, unattractive, totally gross because I have gained weight and I look like this. Um, I do struggle with that on days and in dating, it's giving me moments but um, it's unlearning that. And the way that you do it is you give less fucks. Honestly, you care a little bit less about what people think. You know, if you feel like you're inherently unattractive, you're not. Know your worth. Know that you are just as kind and funny and smart and silly and stupid as you are or were or would be if you were smaller. It doesn't matter that you're bigger. You're still just as beautiful and wonderful and fabulous and you do deserve to love yourself because you're a human being. You deserve to show yourself love and be loved. Because you're bigger, that doesn't mean that you don't deserve those things. So go get it. Just take some time with yourself. Find out all the things that you love about yourself. You know, for me, it was, okay, I, I realised that I love music and I love performing. I love fashion and I love being stupid on social media and, you know, being creative and stuff. So I love those things about myself. Lean into them, find your people and realise that you are so, so worthy of love yeah. of yourself and from other people. We also had another listener who was telling us that they were trying to kind of overcome their bias about um, not deserving their handsome husband. Uh, some, that's something that I can definitely relate to. I've, you know, spoken about it in the past. Like there are days when I do look at myself in the mirror and I think, I am disgusting, I am repulsive. Like, why does my husband love me? Like, how could he love me looking like this? And it's so tough and it's such a real feeling. I, I'm so lucky in that I think like my husband, like, as much as I don't want him to have insecurities, um, he, like I've said, spoken about before, um, he's always been big and, and he has those insecurities as like two. So I know that I'm not alone and that really kind of like helps me. It's so easy to say and it's so hard to do, but like your your husband, wife, partner, girlfriend, whatever, they're with you for a reason and they love you for you. Like chances are they're not looking at you. Like they're not scrutinizing your body like you are. And if they're having sex with you, I can guarantee that all they're thinking about is I'm having sex. <laughs> yeah. like, they're really not kind of scrutinizing your body and your weight and um you know, like, it sound, does sound cheesy, but it's so true. I think the, the best thing you can wear is confidence and just have try and having a bit more confidence in yourself and owning it and, like, knowing that knowing your worth and knowing that you are loved and worthy of love, I think really, really helps when you're in a relationship. And, as you know, as well, talking to your partner as well, saying, like, I do feel insecure about this and this and this. If they love you, they should be supportive and kind and considerate and acknowledge your kind of your feelings about your body and your insecurities and try and help you with them or ask actively what can I do to help you feel better about that hell yes and get yeah go girl get the handsome husbands and go get yourself someone who celebrates your body in all that it is everyone deserves that a hundred percent definitely what would you get advice would you give lauren if like someone was struggling with kind of other people's opinions of like maybe having like a really hot partner or something like that mm. and feeling like well they don't deserve that like you see it a lot don't you like maybe not so much now but like in magazines like oh yeah. he's way out of her league or that kind of thing like how do yeah. you like how do we cope with that oh i just think that i think it goes back to that <laughs> like well-known quote of those who 
matter don't mind and those who mind don't matter mm. like why are we giving so much weight to other people's opinions you know if it, and and i get why we do but it doesn't matter so this person who's got an opinion on your relationship do they know you do they know your partner no well then they can't comment they have no idea. So again, it's just, it's to use Laura's words as always, it's piss out other people's opinions. To use my words, really just try to give zero fucks about the opinions of other people. If they're nothing to do with you as well, if they don't know you, it doesn't matter. You guys are in, you know, if you're in a relationship, hopefully you're happy. Let that be all it is. Do not worry about the opinion of people who do not matter in your life. Yeah, I completely agree with that. One of the other like assumptions that one of our listeners wrote in about, and again, it's something I can relate to, is that bigger girls are better in bed because we're great. Oh, is that the bit you can relate to? Is it, babes? All right, then, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can relate to this one. No, not necessarily <laughs> that. It just reminds me of, I remember when I was in my early 20s and I was very like inexperienced in that kind of uh, department and world, let me say, like just say that. And I remember dating someone and I hadn't like slept with them or anything. And they were basically said to me, something along the lines of in my experience bigger girls are either great in bed because they're like they're grateful and (gasps) they like they go for it like as in like they're like a bit wild because they don't get it a lot or (gasps) because they don't get it a lot they just shit at it and they just lay there (laughs) and I was like so wow yeah tell me you didn't see him again I did not see that motherfucker again thank god for that Christ (laughs) Um, alive but that kind of what? thing has stuck with me a little bit. Like, and so then now, then you think of this, and it goes back again. We talk about Stephanie Barrow a lot because we love her. But but this fetishization. Why is that so hard to say? It's so hard to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's either yeah, that kind of stigma attached with like bigger girls, bigger women being like really yeah. fruity and like fabulous, um, or they're completely desexualized. Um, so yeah, that is a that is one bias I would bloody love that, to smash. Yeah, let's just not do that. Also, what and absolutely not. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're grateful christ mm. alive no hun if anyone should be grateful it should be the person that is with you for literally because you're so great because we're also great in bed as well didn't you know because <laughs> we're all really great in bed <laughs> i do not want that to be a bias that we take any further on than today that's awful so if any girls are listening in here or any guys tell your mates we ain't doing that no more no thank you bye-bye <laughs> So another couple of ones that we had from listeners where they are lazy and they hate exercise. And I think that's something that's really like that's a shared thing because I think a lot of people might look at someone who's quite big and be like, oh God, they're so lazy. Like, mm-hmm. oh, but they never do anything. I think that is one of those, again, those inherent biases in our heads. And it's not always correct. For sure, yes, it is. I am absolutely a lazy person by by my nature. I just am. I'm real souls. Um, I don't hate exercise. I have a bad relationship with exercise because I've only ever known it to be something as a form of weight loss. Yes. It honestly wasn't until last year that I the penny dropped that weight exercise could be for anything else other than weight loss, just for enjoyment. But... So sometimes it is true, but also sometimes it's not true. So I think it is unfair, especially we don't need to take into account things like medical reasons why people um, are perhaps like bigger. Um, And also a lot of the, like you've said this before, like a lot of it is like weight gain or, you know, overeating and stuff is to do with trauma. So Mm. you're basically, you're basically then saying that someone that's had trauma is lazy. Like, 
Oh yeah, thanks Sorry, guys. <laughs> that's not helpful, is it? Um, I think the only lazy thing is people's assumptions of that. Yes, absolutely. Um, so yeah, that needs to be stamped oh, I out. I like that. Yeah. Oh. I like that a lot. Um, <laughs> another listener said that they feel like they uh, should be actively trying to lose weight. And again, I think that's something that's so, so common when you are bigger or when you've gained weight, you don't necessarily have to be plus size. Um, I remember when I was going on to like Bake Off and doing interviews and stuff and I was thinking about like if it got brought up and I was like, if I basically go on the pitch of like, well, I'm not proud to be this size and like I'm, you know, I've really struggled with my weight and I'm really trying, maybe people will kind of sympathise with me a little bit more and they won't hate me so much. My goodness. I think that there is sometimes, yeah, this expectation that if you're bigger that you'll be more accepted uh, and more understood and more relatable um <clears throat> if you are seem to be on a diet um or dieting and so like I, I, I remember I've spoken about this before but when in the run-up to my wedding people were just like oh so you're on a diet like you're on a crash diet because uh, I think it would make them feel better if I was like oh yeah like or if I apologize oh yeah no I didn't really lose the weight oh I feel really bad about myself rather than just owning it and going no, I didn't feel the need to lose weight. People feel uncomfortable with that. They do. A lot of people feel uncomfortable in that. Um, and good. <laughs> um, yeah, no, yeah. That's, like, not, that's a them issue, not a us issue. Exactly. We say that a lot, don't we? But it's so, mm. so, so true. I really would encourage anyone to think about that anytime that like people just assume like when you go out, for example, that, you know, there's a buffet, like you should be eating the salad um, oh, because you must be trying to lose weight because God forbid, God forbid you could God actually forbid. like yourself as you are and want to enjoy food and just be comfortable in your own skin and not want to be kind of a slave to the kind of patriarchy and the bullshit diet culture that has existed for many years. God forbid you might actually just want to <laughs> eat what you want and, you know, accept yourself. Um, so yeah that's another one that does need to be stamped out just because you're you're bigger than average size does not mean that you have to be on a diet or telling people that you're on a diet yeah and same as as well you know flip that around is the biases that that you know some people have thinking that because they see someone who's bigger oh they must automatically be on a diet you know and then looking at that but if that's your bias and you think that about bigger people then think why are you thinking that why do you think they should be on one do you think they would be more attractive if they were slimmer well why do you think that and so it's drilling that down so all of these biases I think are you know we can think it about ourselves but then it's also about people who think that about others Mm -hmm. and it's challenging that so it's really difficult to challenge that for yourself I get that but also if you're someone who has these biases you're not helping the situation so challenge yourself as well why do I think like that and I think that's really important to do with all of the ones we've spoken about definitely yeah we got a ton of messages about this particular bias and it was about doctors assuming that everything that you're going to see them about or all of your health issues are about your weight yeah and and the sad fact is that it can really put people off seeking out professional help for you know things that they are worried about and that they need professional medical help with because they're just so worried that they're going to go to a doctor and they're going to just say well if you lost weight that would help your ear infection Mm. like that's really helpful thank you i saw recently on um, instagram an amazing lady i follow who uh, is mid-size about a size kind of 14 16 max has struggled with uh, polycystic ovaries and struggled to get pregnant she's now got a beautiful little baby girl and she is three months postpartum and she went to the doctor and was absolutely rinsed and ridiculed for her weight. They weighed her even though she asked not to because she's struggled with um, like her weight previously mm. and her like and, and the association like mental health and eating disorders. 
And they just told her basically that she was um, obese. They were so cruel to her. um, And I think that, you know, unfortunately this does happen a lot of the time. I think that there is inherent fat phobia and fat bias, sorry, in like, I love the NHS and I'm so grateful for it. And I think I'm not talking like about everyone. I don't want to make too much generalised statements, but it almost is just... I don't know it's just thrown around so easily of like we can't have this because you're fat or you've got this because you're fat like I said to you before IVF like I was told I need to lose 12 stone to have IVF 12 stone I'm told I can't adopt because I'm too fat I'm not actually allowed to adopt because my BMI are you having me on no my BMI is over 40 and I can't adopt because I'm why does that make you an unfit It, it doesn't like and it's just I just think that you know, we need to look at, there's a there's a, a, a thing called Health at Every Size. It's a movement, H-A-E-S. I would recommend that people do do a bit of research about it. And I really wish health professionals would as well. But I think if you go to the doctors, I think if it's something to do with like the medicine is dependent on your weight, because like, you know, like say like you need a bigger dosage, for example, like anesthetic because of your size. Fine, weigh me, that's fine. I don't need to know about it. But just know that unless it's something that matters and you can actually outright ask the doctor, do you need to weigh me? Like, sorry, I just need to know, do you need to weigh me? Or what what has my weight got to do with it? You can refuse. Like if it's going to affect your mental health, just refuse. We're not just talking about here about plus size women as well. We're talking about anyone, people that are recovering from eating disorders. Why do they need to weigh us really? Unless we go in there going, I'm worried about my weight. They, it, it's just not relevant so I do wish that there was some change and I really hope that we start to see that um you know in like soon because it, it just like you said we were inundated with messages about this weren't we mm. yeah and we hear so much of it and it's such a it's a sad reality that unfortunately um the NHS has barriers to healthcare so there are barriers in place for some healthcare so it's not open to everyone and weight is one of them same as ages so you're not viable to have some sort of treatments if you're in your 80s for example um I just think it's it's old school that I don't know when that was brought in but I just think it's too old school we're moving forward and I think there are a lot of there are a lot of health practitioners and clinicians who are speaking out about the fat phobia side of it and looking into more nutrition and things like that I think we're years off of there being a big change but we are slowly moving towards a big change um but it is for us to do as well so like you just said ask the doctors not to weigh you if it's not relevant probe them if you know it's not an issue about your weight probe them why it's not you know something wrong I don't think it's to do with my weight and probe them we know stories of people who have done that and then have got a diagnosis for something that's nothing to do with their weight keep fighting back So this episode is also sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. If you want to try BetterHelp, you can get 10% off your first month with our code GOLOVE. It can be so hard to put yourself first. And personally, I always automatically think about other people. You know, what do they want? What do they need? What do they think of me instead of thinking about myself? And so this is why I'm really passionate about self-care. Yeah, and I think it's so important. Like they can be really, really uh, beneficial in kind of avoiding like a a bigger mental health crisis or having like a kind of meltdown of panic attacks and things like that. Putting those things in place and they might seem a little bit kind of like arduous or irrelevant but they're not they're actually really really important and like taking time out for yourself um I'm a big advocate of that as I am as well for for therapy we both are aren't we um and it can be really hard to take the step and put yourself first which is why we're working with better help 
Absolutely. And so BetterHelp, uh, to explain a bit more, BetterHelp is online therapy and they offer video, phone and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to, because um, I, I know that's something that can make people nervous. But you can use BetterHelp in the comfort of your own home. It can be more affordable and accessible than in-person therapy too. So definitely a good place to start if you are considering therapy. If you fancy giving it a go and joining the 2 million people who've already used BetterHelp, you can get 10% off your first month by going to betterhelp.com forward slash go love. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash go love. So Lauren, I know you've gone back to choir recently, um, which I was so happy about because I know how happy it makes you. How's it going? Oh my God, I can't even. I cannot even. I have lost the ability to even. I love it. <laughs> I love it. And do you know what it was? Actually, it was it was listening back to one of uh, these episodes and I think I talk about it. And my choir girls have actually said, Lauren, you've mentioned it like every episode. <laughs> and I was just like, Lauren, what are you doing? Go back. It's something that brings me so much joy I can't even tell you and that first rehearsal of being back and we rehearse in a church on a Wednesday in London um and we're doing a 90s theme songs this Amazing. term and one of the songs we sing is Barcelona so by Queen and crikey Mikey it is I'm so I'm a soprano you'll be shocked to hear and it's just beautiful so I'm sitting in this church and there's a four-part harmony going on for Barcelona and I sent it to you Laura as well and doesn't it sound ridiculous oh it was stunning got chills 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 chills. so it's it's I I love it and it has given me so the zhuzh that I needed I've been going through a bit of a wibbly time at the minute and it just has given me the zhuzh I needed to realize I want to do all of these things and I'm not going to let whatever is, you know, my mental health issues or and or my size stop me from doing it. So this fuck it, do all the hobbies that you want, live your life, go on the holidays. Incidentally, thank you for all your messages about holidays. I'm actually going to be booking one next week. (laughs) And I just love it. And coincidentally, we got a message from somebody on Instagram um, and she said that she has also avoided situations because of her size and she recently went with her husband's friends trampolining which if you've been to a trampolining as a bigger woman it's quite it's quite the fun let me tell you um and she actually looked at the weight limit um on the website beforehand and she was under it but she still panicked um that they'd make her say her weight in front of everybody or weigh her or something like that just to check so she decided not to go and then made up an excuse about a bad back or something But she then realised that one day all we have left is memories, right? And she doesn't want to hide away anymore and miss these experiences. And hell yes, girl, this is what it's all about. We have got one life to live and I can completely empathise with missing out on experiences because I'm bigger. But I don't want to let that stop me from having all these amazing memories and doing all these amazing things. And I just love that. Yeah, me too. I think it's so important that we do push ourselves to do things out of our comfort zone. You know, your body doesn't define you and we need to just, like you said, live. You're a long time dead. Uh, We've also had a few messages in asking what straight size means. I know that we've mentioned it a couple of times on the podcast um, and we reference it a lot. I actually despise the term, so I'm really sorry that I've actually used it. (laughs) Because, well, I don't know. It just smacks of a little bit of like... Yeah, I guess so. Do you know what? I've, I've never, I've never thought about it. Doesn't make any sense, does it? But basically, straight size is the incorrect, in my opinion, term used to define sizes that are not plus size, basically. And it's a kind of a wibbly, 
phrase because there's no dictionary definition of what makes you plus size. I don't think there is because you've got, yeah, you've got straight size, mid size and plus size. And, and I and I like this differentiation of mid size. Mid size can be anything, I think, genuinely from like a 10 to a 16. I think mid size, Lauren, is more like 14, 12. No, well, I would say no? that, but I've seen, I've oh. seen, I've seen bits where it's like, I, it's a size 10. Like personally, I just... I don't like this whole mid-size thing. I don't like the okay. standard size. I'm not even a massive fan of plus size, but like, you know, I, I use that like, what is this obsession with like sizes? Having and also categorize, like yeah. mid-size is just normal. Like, why have we got yeah. to categorize it as like something? I, I get it. Like my sister-in-law was saying actually, funnily enough, that she felt like quite represented by that mid-size. Like she's really fit, really healthy, got like, you know, he looks amazing. She's, she's, probably I think like a size 12 or whatever and so she was saying that she never really felt represented by these kind of like Mm. models that are like size six size four size six and obviously is like not plus size but yeah I just don't for me I just don't I just gives me the ick a little bit when I sort of oh interesting hear the mid-size thing I'm all happy if people feel represented by it I have nothing against people using it I just as a term I don't love it this is interesting so I quite like it because um I follow a lot of mid and plus size what they identify as on their instagram bios mid and plus size fashion and i like that people do that and i follow some really good one and and georgia millie and i know you follow her as well and i love mm, her yeah, i love her and and she's always really open about the fact that she is mid-size talking about mid-size fashion and mid-size issues she can't equate or understand plus size and i like that i like when people you know we talk about people in sort of privileged bodies acknowledging that they can't talk about you know issues and body confidence issues of bigger body so I like that however I'm yeah I mean there is a thing of why have we got to categorize bodies at all I guess Mm. oh this is a conversation that was a conversation start we'd love to know your thoughts on it I really would what do we think about the terms you know in inverted quotes straight size mid size and plus size and should we have them at all yeah we'd love to know your thoughts Um, Mm. and I think we should actually do an episode on it what do you think I think we've got enough for an episode, definitely. I think we should do an episode on that. (laughs) Thanks for listening to this episode. Happy International Women's Day and we will see you next week. That was Go Love Yourself, brought to you by Simply Be. Crowd Network, a place where you belong. Hello, I'm La La La, let me explain. And this is, it's not you, it's them, but it might be you. I'm here to answer all your questions around love, relationships, sex, dating dilemmas, and anything else you throw my way. Join me three times a week as we work through the depths of this intimacy pool together. From Sony Music Entertainment, listen and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.